Tom Bernard Show, the family. Welcome to the family. With co-host Catherine <laughs> Brandt. Ellie Nick. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. See, we're surprising everybody. That's and, all you and need. And Alex to know. will waltz in whenever. Yeah, Alex is supposed to be in. coming. But it's very bad driving out there, so. It's, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's really bad. <laughs> it sucks. Coming from Dayton, coming from Dayton, I couldn't see one. I couldn't. I'm kind of surprised here. I couldn't see one exit sign, so I, I don't know know my it's way around. Foggy. So I couldn't see any signs. Very foggy. <laughs> we will be right back. Kick things off. The family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm being reminded on days when Alex is in studio (laughs) that the show is called Mi Familia. Just to piss her off. (laughs) It's going to be phenomenal. So it's welcome to the family, the family, but on uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, it's Mi Familia, just to piss off Alex. It's going to be There you go. It's always nice when you're nice to the family. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. There's no question about that. Well, yeah, that's how life is. I am going to give her the doubt because the driving is very dangerous today. It's bad out there. Yeah. Well, Highway 100 was just wet. It wasn't. Well, I drove from up north and I couldn't see anybody's brake lights, and people are so I don't understand. People are driving without any lights on. That's just. And the fog is so thick. So. 
She might be stuck in Stupido. the <laughs> Stupido. Stupido. Yes, it's all true. Uh, so, L.A., did you hear the hello from Bobby Z this morning? I did not. How is Bobby? Nice going, you pill. I, I said, hey, by the way, L.A. Nick says hello, and then he went on and on. But you were the the mayor of Minneapolis after dark, and he went on. He, he really likes you a lot. He's a great guy. Him and his family have been very good friends to me and Nancy and really took us in when we first when I first came on the scene downtown and they reached out. In fact, that whole group of people, Bobby Vandell, Bobby Z and Vicky and that whole Prince clique, mm-hmm. they just yep. really took me under their wing and, and really I don't know, they, they accepted me right away and where most people in Minneapolis did not. And I tell like you, that, that click really, I don't know. But they, we're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> she's here. It all worked out. I'm here. Oh, she showed up. That's not driving, too bad. Right? She's only eight no, minutes late. Oh, okay. I was trying to make excuses for you. <laughs> I ordered this ahead of time. Oh, she ordered food so she could come here and eat. And it wasn't ready. She always does that. But anyway, I was just saying, Bobby's been a, just awesome. They're awesome people. In fact, he was just, they just, uh, Re- the Revolution Princess Band just did a tour of Europe. And some of friends of mine from Italy ran into Bobby and said, hey, we're friends with Ellie Nick. And he gave him backstage, his wife gave him backstage passes to the sold-out show in Paris. And they all went, and they just had a, got to go back and meet the whole band. And they were besides themselves because they were huge Revolution, Revolution fans. So pretty cool. Hey, I got uh, backstage passes to cornhole days in uh, Carver County once, so <laughs> I know how it feels. And you know, Bob, you know, you know Paris. You know, Bobby ha- raises a lot of money for heart, heart association. He does. Yep. Because he had a We've heart had attack. Him on talking about that. He had a heart attack from a bad tooth, and a, a oh. lot of a lot of men yep. have heart attacks and they don't realize it's from their teeth. Teeth can actually help cause you to have a heart attack. A little enzyme, a, in your, a little enzyme in your gum that eats bacteria when you have bad teeth gets into your bloodstream and it actually eats away a valve in your heart. Oh, it's... oral health is like crazy for y- yes. everything. Absolutely so, disgusting and but, terrifying. But most men that have heart attacks don't connect the two. They usually either had visited a dentist recently oh. or they have a tooth problem right around when they have a heart attack. Oh. Well, there you go. It's very interesting. Um, I, I do know that uh, I have talked to doctors about this before, but you wouldn't. You would be surprised, probably, maybe not, but how many people get killed by their bad teeth? I mean, a lot of people die because their teeth go. A lot of old people die because their teeth turn bad. Yeah, and it kills them. Also, number one cause of death for cats. Really? Kitties? Yeah. No. Bad teeth. There you go. What are you gonna do? So you guys, you guys, I've cut myself out of of local of any news. So you guys are pretty much mm-hmm. my only news source. Yeah. What is going on with this College Gate thing? Because I I don't know. I just hear bits oh, and pieces. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, Does anybody know? It's all over Twitter, but I haven't looked into it. A bunch no of celebrities idea. have been paying off college administrators to get their kids into college, <laughs> because of course they well, have. Duh. Yeah. Is like, anybody who shocked? Who didn't see that coming? So is that well, a, let's is, not leave it. Is that a felony, let's like not, against the law? Some of them are getting felony charges. Yeah. Oh. What? What uh, celebrities? Matter, you're the one interrupting us. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Did he hang up? Apparently, Dad left. 
Well, I did not hang up. The <laughs> We're all like, pod. "Oh my god!" I was did say, he? If he hung good up, he's god. really bad. I was gonna say, "Oh my god!" Good thing no one—he's far away. Uh, I guess I can't go back home. Is yeah. he, are you bobbing your head yet? Yeah. <laughs> not, no, I, mean, I am sitting up in my chair though. Chewing on the inside of your the head, bobbing. I'll tell you when Catherine oh, said, yeah. when Catherine said that I, I I laughed about it for a couple of days because I've seen all I seen you do all three of those actions. <laughs> you have <laughs> yes. Well, what the, hell? Uh, the only thing I wanted to throw in there quickly as you guys talk about this is. All of the ass-kissing Hollywood pukes that love to stand there and tell us that we need to be better to people of color. Oh, you people of color. Uh, several Asian students got cut out of scholarships because of what these actor pigs did. Oh, yeah. Asians so, have a really hard time getting into college because of things like they affirmative do. action. Yep. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So what? they are harming yeah. people of color while telling us to be good to people of color. The U of M has a really high Asian student population. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Thank you for that statement that of fact. They do. I, I, I know that they, they, right. get into the U of M. they were focusing on one actress particularly. Oh, yeah. I guess oh, she, Felicity Huffman. I guess she yes. paid like $600,000 or something. Yep. To get a kid in or something? Yeah, it's crazy. That's what it was? Yeah, $600,000. Here we go. But I got another a story, an update as of 4 a.m. Okay. Sure, why Here's not? Here's an update. Uh, yeah, Felicity Huffman and the other, there's another one. Lori Lachlan. Lori Lachlan. They both yep. were like, in, I don't know if they were indicted or what, but they, uh, Jeez. they have been Felicity charged with Huffman felonies. Was... Who are they actually, who is people actually paying? Like, who's the actual guy? Test who... administrators, uh, coaches, um, the university administrators. For apparently, this has been going on for eight years. Parents spent anywhere from two hundred thousand to six point five million to guarantee admissions for their children. Six point five million. I totally believe for it. for college education, which is already overpriced. That's crazy. And it is also supposed to be so socialistic. Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> oh yeah, Good absolutely. Stuff. No, it is pretty amazing. And uh, Felicity Huffman uh, was released on a quarter million dollars bail. <laughs> So I think it's probably pretty serious. It sounds oh like it's pretty wow. serious anyway. That is really serious. Although, although I saw an awesome picture this morning. It has Lori in an orange jumpsuit with a jail sh- photoshopped in behind her. Instead of saying full house, it said the big house. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, damn, she's in trouble. I like it. Yeah. Um, Andy, if you can find it, there there is an episode of Full House with Lori Lachlan where she's bribing a college to let her kid in. Which, Are you serious? On Full Which House. Are you serious? She played, oh, what was her character? She Aunt played Becky. John Stamel. Aunt Becky. She played oh. Becky. Oh, my God. I yeah. wonder if she started Becky. the whole idea from that episode. <laughs> I don't like, know. Like she started the whole thing from that episode. Yeah, she's like, I could get away with it in real life. Yeah. I wonder if fiction <laughs> we, became real life. We played the audio on the show this morning, so I know it's available. It's out there. Yeah, Lori Lachlan on Full House talking about bribing colleges to let him in, telling him that their kid was a, was a good bassoon player. And they said, bassoon? He goes, well, she's too short to play the cello. I mean, that's the whole joke. Funny. It's like, okay, well. Well, so, we yeah. currently have our guest on the phone. Oh, we do? Kevin's on? Yes. I'm is here. that the guest we're talking about? Get it, Kevin. I went, is that the <laughs> guest we're talking about? No, we're talking, man. 
Kevin Guest, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, will you live your life for all the right reasons? Is your life built on a solid foundation? Do you know your core values and do you have the courage to live by them? I would say, Kevin, that not many people do. Whether they wish to or not, they're not well, doing it. Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, in many cases that's true, unfortunately. But I also believe as I travel the world that there's a lot of good a lot of really good people good. that are trying to do the best they can. And, and uh, so I, I want to be optimistic, although we see all these things like the, what you were just talking about with the college bribery and everything, which is horrible. Right. Um, right. But, but I do see lots of good and lots of really good people all over the world. Yeah, see, that's nice to hear. And, and the more that happens, the more people need to bring it up and talk about it. Because right now, if you watch television, people are... Uh, they're horrible. If you watch television, they're just horrible. I hate you because you don't agree with me. Good God. That's, yeah. 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 I, I, I have stopped listening uh, to talk radio, driving to and from work, and decided to listen to podcasts and other positive things and fill my head with things that are positive yep. versus yep. negative. Yeah, well, that's a good thing, as a matter of fact. And you have a list of, of uh, kind of things you live by, which I think is probably a good idea for everyone to have kind of an order to their lives. Yeah, it's, you know, our values make up who we are, and it's different for everyone. Uh, but our values become our guiding principles in life, our kind of our North Star and how we make decisions. And and I think you just ask yourself the question, what's most important to you? And what have you seen in others that you would like to emulate uh, that bring you happiness and peace? And then you follow those values and use that as your basis of how you make your decisions in life. Yeah, I, I think that's a wonderful idea, I think. I, I just, I, I really wish we could understand now in the United States of America, and pretty much around the world, because there's a big brouhaha in England yesterday. They're getting rid of uh, Prime Minister May in this country, and France is all whipped up, and the United States is all whipped up. And it, it's not just the United States thing. It's all around the world, well, at least, you know. Yeah, yeah for Europe sure. And, and I yeah, I was in London last week, and I'll be in Mexico City tomorrow. And uh, as I travel the world, there is a lot of turmoil happening and unrest, uh, some places more than others. And the world is a dangerous place in certain places. Um, so I, I agree with that. But again, I, when I was in England, I got to go visit Churchill's a war room and actually Loved stand it. at the desk where he where he made his announcement to the to try and get the United States involved in World War II and and the courage that it took for him to stand up against evil uh, was just incredible uh, and 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 in the midst of again of so much bad going on people can stand up for what they believe and stand up for what is right. Uh, even mm -hmm. Churchill did. He, his own party and his own people were trying to throw him out in the midst of him literally changing what could have been the face of the world by standing up to Hitler. Right. Absolutely. Isn't it amazing how small the furniture is in that bunker? It, it, the bed <laughs> it looks is. like it's about three feet long. Thank God. I, 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 and, I, and they were all smoking. All yeah. the ashtrays all around. <laughs> I couldn't imagine <laughs> the horrible circumstances. Yeah. Didn't Horrible he, circumstances. Didn't he, didn't he always smoke cigars, like, constantly? He did. They said he always had a cigar in his mouth. In fact, there's a portrait in the museum of him without a cigar, and the 
tour guide told me that they actually went up to him and pulled the cigar out of his mouth and snapped a quick picture, and that's why he has the grimace on his face, because he always <laughs> had a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he, he, he laid in bed, didn't he, and did a lot of his planning? He had a bed in there, uh-huh. I remember. Well, yeah, yeah, he actually had a bed right next in a room right next to the war room. But, you know, as I think about Churchill, um, uh, there's a quote, by the way, that in this book I published that's a Churchill quote that I love, and it goes along with what we're talking about. And he said, uh, we make a living out of what we get, but we make a life out of what we give. And uh, I think if we could turn ourselves to giving versus getting, uh, mm-hmm. that would help the world be so much uh, more efficient and a better place for all of us. Uh, even the example of what's happening uh, happening in the media with these moms paying for bribes for their kids to go to school, they're focused on getting yeah. and what's in it for me and what can I get versus what can I give my child and what am I giving. And I think if we would adjust our attitude to giving versus getting, uh, I'll a lot of the world's issues would be would be looked at much differently, and especially when it comes to the need around the world. Uh, one of the things I'm doing with my book, All the Right Reasons, is I'm donating all of the money to uh, hungry children, and I've picked a, a group of orphanages in Thailand. Uh, we went out and visited uh, three orphanages that are full of kids that are victims of child sex trafficking, and in the orphanages, they're starving. And so the goal is to sell enough books to raise a million meals so that these kids can have three meals a day for a year. Oh, and, and so, again, let's focus on giving versus getting uh, and, and, and helping, especially those of us who have many, many blessings that we should be counting every day. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, uh, Kevin, I need to take a very quick break. You can come back right after the break. It's going to be very short. Is that okay? Awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. More with Kevin Guest and the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, They want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. 
trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. We're rocking out, man. This is the last song on the radio like that when I came in here. I love this song. Yeah, it's a great song. Epic song. I did hit the post, too. You're absolutely right. The book is called All the Right Reasons. Kevin Guest, our special guest, as a matter of fact. And I just got an email, excuse me, a text message that says, uh, you just sold the book in Louisville, Kentucky. Cool. So that's good. Awesome. Hey, Thank you. Kevin. And I love that you uh, you started out with Van Halen. I'm a big Eddie Van Halen fan. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So, Kevin, it you're, is true. you're going down to Mexico City? Yes, I am. I am a huge I'm fan. To be... I'm a big fan of Mexico City. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the city. Are you familiar with it? I am. I've been there several times. Yeah. So the, the you've been to Roma Norte and the dog park. Have you ever been there? Yes. Uh, yes. Isn't that isn't that amazing that all those dogs just sit there with nobody attending them and they're just it's a, it's a, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah, Mexico City. Uh, what I love is, uh, you know, when the the ancient ruin side of it and the historical side of this the city is incredible, and just walking from the the old pyramid type structures to the the communities that were there many many years ago. It's the, historically, it's it's a fascinating place. It, it really it's is huge, and, and people don't realize it's actually one of the safest places in Mexico. Really? Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yes, but I'm uh, glad to hear that. Uh, uh, travel magazine all just <laughs> yeah. just ranked it one of the safest cities in Mexico. Hmm. Wow, good. Yeah, I'm I'm well, glad to hear yeah. that. I uh, I I uh, we're meeting. We're going to be speaking in front. I'm going to be speaking to about twelve thousand people in Mexico City about the book. So well, that's awesome. It's have a good time. It's a, yeah. it's a spectacular city. Yeah, and the food is great. Oh, amazing. Really? Yeah. Yes. Better than so Taco Tom, Bell. Tom, Mexico City is. It, people don't realize Mexico City was a Spanish civic city. It was run by. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was run yep. by. You know, it's colonial. It's a it's colonial city, and the the yeah. stuff there, yeah. the architect there, and the, the buildings are spectacular. But it is a massive yeah. city. It's the fourth largest city in the world, and it's it's pretty massive. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Well, that's. I wish I could do a Donald Trump impression. You got L.A. Nick and Kevin Guest going down to Mexico to get good deals. <laughs> I wish I could do it. I got to learn how to do a Donald Trump impression. But uh, I've oh. never been to Mexico. I've been, you know, I've been to Tijuana and I've been to I've been to Matamoros, but just over the border and turned right around. So I've never been in Mexico. Well, it's really, the, it's the only European city in Mexico, and you know what? I oh, was okay. shocked when I went there, and I was shocked at the, the, how how nice it is and. How, shocked how big it is of course but it's just not what you expect of mexico it's just it's not mexico it's and, and especially the roma norte area they call that the soho of yeah. mexico it's like you're in new york oh, okay. city and it, it's really cool it's a really cool area they do have a lot of earthquakes there though but yeah and a lot of traffic a lot of traffic yes i'd imagine that's true <laughs> but you okay, can well, take you can take an uber for an hour and it's three dollars they must oh, not pay really? much tax on oh. gas. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Um, 
Kevin, I was thinking about your book, All the Right Reasons, and the fact that you live your your life uh, uh, basically 10 tenants, or 12 tenants, I guess, uh, that, that, that you live by 12 timeless principles, the way you put it, uh, Kevin Guest. I think it would be a great book for a lot of people because, Kevin, the suicide rate is way up because people are despondent over the anger and the hatred and all the rest of it. But I think if each individual person lived their lives according to... As you said, you know, the, the, the 12 timeless principles, I think there will be a lot better place because I think if you lived, if you know you're living the best life you can, then you can't worry about other people, right? Yeah, you know, um, Ben Franklin, I tell this story in the book. Ben Franklin, when he was a young man, he came up with 12 tenants that he called them, their values, and he right. set out to try and live those values to perfection. And uh, he actually later on in life added a 13th, which was humility. Um, and he was in his 70s, and he was quoted as saying, you know, I never reached perfection on any of them, but every day I tried to live them. And I feel like my life was much richer because I, I did that. And that's the point here. It's um, sharing some things and thoughts that will ignite a thought or a feeling in somebody else. And I'm using my own personal life experiences uh, one experience happened to me where uh, going into a room with a professor and the professor hands out a pop quiz to the class and one of the questions on the quiz to the class is name the lady, name of the lady who cleans our building and nobody knew her name and the lady's name was Dorothy and so I call the principal the Dorothy principle which is nothing is more important than relationships and if we just take the time to learn people's names, to look them in the eye, and understand that relationships are key, uh, key to living a, a successful life at any certain level, uh, for me, my most important relationship is with God. Second is my wife and family. And third, then my business and other relationships. And I want to keep that priority always in order as I think about relationships being critical, and that's one of the principles, the Dorothy principle, which is taught by a simple experience that happened to me when I was in college. You know, what's amazing to me, Kevin, is you mentioned the word, the word God, and it's, to me, it's not a problem at all. God is a shorter version of the word good, and, but you, you find some people recoil in horror when you mention God now, and all you're talking about it is goodness. Why are people so afraid of that goodness? I, I just feel like uh, we've become so, quote-unquote, politically correct in certain areas that uh, yeah. we're afraid to really talk about what we stand for. And I never want to push my individual beliefs on anyone, but right. I certainly don't mind people understanding how I believe and why I believe what I do. For instance, I just spoke recently in China, in Beijing, China, and it was in a stadium and there were 20,000 people there. Well, you, un you know China is a communist country. Religion is not spoken about, but you can still talk about these principles and uh, they still ring true no matter where you are anywhere in the world because, again, like you said, it's about goodness. It's about being good and being thoughtful and kind to others. Uh, and it's about trying to find what we can find for ourselves, which brings peace and brings harmony into our lives. Okay, but i got to ask you a question about this because the lovely Catherine, my wife, is on the show, and Here our two kids, Andy and Alex, are on the show as well. But Catherine, Hi, Catherine. Hi. Catherine and I, 
Kat and I give away a lot of money and have for many, many years. But I found in the last few years, in the last couple of years, that sometimes when you give to people, even anonymously, if they find out it was you, they're resentful as hell. What is that all about? They resent the fact that you tried to, to help someone. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the greatest challenges for many of us is being in a place where we're humble enough to be able to receive help with gratitude. And uh, it it is an issue and can be an issue when we're trying to help people. But if it's done with the right intention, uh, hopefully it can be received in the correct way. Um, And I love the fact that you do it anonymously and that you and your wife would give anonymously because um, that even takes that to a different level as it relates to uh, giving, in my opinion. Um, and, and people do sometimes resent, but my experience has been, as I've been involved in giving, is that uh, even at the moment they might resent it, it will have a positive impact on their yeah. life. Yep. And That's the, very, look very at good. the bigger picture. Yeah, I was coming out of a – oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear what what you were doing. Oh, I I was just going to say I was coming out of a concert uh, not long ago, and I I was walking down the steps, and this lady came up to me, and she obviously had just been beaten. Her face was beat up and everything, and she looked at me, and she was crying, and she said, I promise you I'm not – begging, but I'm running from my husband and I need money for a bus ticket. Will you give me some money? And my heart just broke. And I just, I I usually don't pull money out of my pocket on the street and give it to people, but I felt like I wanted to give her some money. So I reached into my pocket and I pulled out 20 bucks or something. I gave her 20 bucks and she was very grateful. Um, And, and, uh, but as I walked away and to this day, I'm still haunted because I should have taken her to the bus station and bought her bus ticket to her safety uh, because she was desperately in need. And I think there are other times when people have approached me uh, who aren't as in need, um, and you you can see that. But I think we need to not be jaded and be sensitive as to how we can give. Uh, Because that that lady, I can see her face in my mind right now, and I wish that I would have just done so much more uh, because there are so many people in need and I don't know why she was placed in my path but she was and um, I think there's always an opportunity there are opportunities around us in our own neighborhoods and all around to be charitable and to be giving I, I think you need to give yourself a break though on some stuff like that because you know when something just pops up in your life like that, like all of a sudden you encounter somebody. Yeah, go downtown you're, Minneapolis. You yeah, encounter well, somebody every well, two seconds. You're, you're, you know, you're not thinking, you know, like, you know, rationally. Like hindsight, as they say, is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's easier yeah. to, you know, doubt yourself later. Oh, I should have done more. But I mean, you did a lot. I mean. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I lived, Kevin. I lived in the inner city of Minneapolis for the last ten years. I mean, right in the heart of the city. I would probably get approached ten times a day with somebody with a story that either their son's stuck somewhere or they have to get yeah. to Chicago. Or yeah. and, and I'll tell you what: in ten years of living there, there's two people that I that I helped. I've met a very young kid from Somalia. Dude was out in the streets, and he was very young. And I put him. I bu- I went, took him to a hotel, and got him a hotel room for the night. 
and I wished he's one of the people that I wish I would have. I went there the next morning, and they said, and, I, and actually, I went there for the wrong reasons. I went there to make sure he didn't charge a bunch of stuff to the room and, <laughs> and trash the room. Well, you never know. But, yeah, you never and, know. And, 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 and he didn't. And they said, no, he checked out at 7 o'clock this morning. And he didn't yeah. touch anything in the mini fridge or anything. Mm. And I really, he's one, he's my person like that girl was to you that I wish I would have done more. And because he was a very young kid, I don't, maybe yeah, even I, just hit 13, maybe. Uh, yeah, one of the principles in the book is called the Kern Bush principle. And the, the whole meaning behind that is to follow your inner voice. And I think this is a perfect example of a time where, like for me, something told me that this woman was in a different situation than right. the average person coming up to me on the street. And um, and I've tried, I've, I've failed many, many times, but I've also tried to pay attention to that inner voice uh, when I'm in, involved in circumstances so that I can react appropriately. Um, but I think that principle is so true. We have that inner voice, I believe, all of us. Uh, and, and how we talk to ourselves is also another uh, part of the book from the inner voice. One of the issues I struggle with uh, and probably struggle with the most is negative self-talk. Mm. And I believe the, the most important discussions we have are with ourselves and how we talk to ourselves day in and day out and the monologue that goes on with ourselves uh, is so critical and negative self-talk uh, becomes part of whether or not we're listening to that inner voice and whether we're receptive to it. And, and so one of my goals, and actually I'm going to therapy for this to try and just snap myself out of negative self-talk all the time because what it's done is yeah. it's caused me to have a panic attack. I was just going to ask yeah. you how do you, how do you how do you fix that, but you're going to therapy, so you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because I and here I do the same exact thing. So I was going to ask you what's the cure. Yeah, I do it sometimes so too, I'll, I'll, especially when I'm stressed I'll out. I'll tell you a story that happened to me. I'm a musician, and I get the opportunity to play at a very high level regularly. And I was standing backstage at the Grand Old Opry, getting ready to go out and play on stage. And Keith Urban and Brooks and Dunn were on the show with us. And I was standing off the side of the stage. And what happens is is it's a live broadcast, and there is a two-minute commercial break. And, and during the commercial break, the other act comes off, and the next act is on and ready to play. So when they say, welcome back, boom, downbeat, we're playing music. I'm standing backstage at the Grand Ole Opry, and I start telling myself, what are you doing here? What if you screw up? What if you play the wrong notes? What if you forget the... <laughs> uh -oh. And all of a sudden, before I know it, my mouth is dry, my heart is beating profusely, and I'm talking myself into a panic attack before I have to walk out on stage at the Grand Ole Opry and do a national broadcast performance. And uh, one of the things I've learned that I did, which is a tool... That, that I'll just real quickly tell you that just works beautifully is to focus on your breathing. And so I learned a breathing exercise that if you, and you can do this sitting in your car, you can do it laying in bed, you can do it anywhere, anytime. And I did it on stage at the Grand Ole Opry. You breathe in for four counts, a deep breath. You hold the deep breath for four counts. You let it out for four counts and you hold it out for four counts. So think of a square. 
has four sides and it's four in, hold for four, out for four, hold out for four, and you do that four times. And at the end of those four times, your oxygen, your brain will receive the oxygen that's been lacking from shallow breathing. You'll be calm and you'll be present and in the moment. And I did that standing backstage at the Grand Old Opry, walked out on stage and had a, a, an enjoyable, as I could, performance that night. But just a little tip when you talk about panic and I was actually taught, I was actually taught that procedure for claustrophobia, so it mm. does work. Oh, per- yeah. Yeah, it works. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Guest, the book is called All the Right Reasons. I like you, Kevin. You seem like a very nice guy. <laughs> well, thank you. You do. You do. You seem like a great well, I appreciate guy. So you all the best me on. in the world to you. We're all I appreciate you the coming break. on, sir. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. And hey, the book's available on Amazon for anybody who's interested. I got the book link. As a matter of fact, we put it up on the website and everything. Kevin, I hope to talk again soon. Good luck with the book, and and we'll we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks again, and have a great day. You too. Bye. We'll be back. The family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Samantha, who started as a customer service rep and is now operations manager. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. This is actually Cassie playing lead in her band. <laughs> yeah. this, uh, that doc- the Mount Crew documentary starts on Netflix, I think, this week. Oh, really? The Dirt. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hey, didn't, didn't Kevin sound a lot like Michael Bryant? Yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, he sounded like I can see, like absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing I, I would say, and I didn't want to say when Kevin was on, but the one thing you have to be careful about when you're being charitable, particularly if you're doing it anonymously, there's a little trick that uh, about doing it anonymously, is you are giving the money to someone, so someone knows it's you, but nobody else does. <laughs> you want it to be anonymous. So sometimes that, that money goes wandering off into different mm. areas that you don't know about. Yeah. In, you ever, you, know what I'm you ever try to give money and they said people, the organization said no thanks? Nope, I've never had that happen. <laughs> I, I actually no, I that? Haven't either. I actually have. <laughs> really? Yeah, I tried to give money to a school. We don't want your filthy uh, money. 
a, a yeah, what? Catholic, Catholic Jesuit school in Minneapolis. Huh. And, uh, really? They said no thanks. Because <laughs> you're not what a you Catholic no Why? No, I am a Catholic. I don't know why. I was doing a I was doing a charity event at the at in City Hall and I was gonna donate all the money to them and they said no, so I ended up going with the Courage Center who was very Oh, that's a wonderful They were awesome and they they were they were so happy that I gave them the money yes. and we mm-hmm. had a great event. Yep. And I, I was the first person, I think the only person in history still to date, to have a open bar to the public event inside City Hall of Minneapolis. And I, I had I had seven uh, I had seven bars. I had oh a ninety nine girl fashion show and three bands. And I don't <laughs> think it's ever happened again. I think after that event they said never again. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it went it went off without a hitch and and uh I just don't think people know that you can rent City Hall. It's a public very, I did not yeah, I you can have, I think they have weddings there it, and stuff. It's a public yeah. it's a public space. It's mm-hmm. you have the right the people own it. Right. God, unbelievable. Huh. Uh, L.A., do you know about the Parlophone record Love Me Do by the Beatles? Do you know about this? I know of it. I don't know about okay. it. <laughs> yeah. 1962, 250 demos of the Beatles' debut single were sent to radio stations. Nearly 60 years and 600 million album sales later, one of those turned up at a charity store operated by the British Heart Foundation, which will bring in at least $7,400 from its sale. It's on Parlophone Records. It's one of those records. It's a 45, but it still has the, you know where the 45 spindle would go? It still has that insert in it so you could play it on just the direct, you know, the, the skinny, you could, you know, the the way albums are played. You know, right, that just little, has a little, little tiny, tiny hole. In there. Right. You can either do it with that or you can put it on a 45 and play it both ways. Uh, yeah, demonstration record, not for sale, Love Me Do by the Beatles on Parlophone Records. Hmm. Seventy-four hundred bucks. So that'll go. That'll be nice. It'll be wonderful. I have to go home and look through my forty-fives. Yeah, see if you got one. Yeah. God, <laughs> yeah, we used to have good. just stacks of those. Oh, my when parents. I was my parents up. have stacks. Yeah. Of forty-fives. Mine were like the. My, my, they were all. They all belonged to my brothers. They were like um, Herman's hermits yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, it's <laughs> sad. It's sad that there were so many bands back then, and they're all gone. Actually, I was thinking about this today, Tom, because I mentioned to you how great the Lost and Found weekends are on KQRS, that they play obscure yep. stuff. Yep. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. why can't they just give us an hour, even an hour a week, of new music, of new rock? I know. Because all the I classic know. rock bands have new albums out, but you can't hear any of them anywhere not unless you go true. on YouTube. Mm. That is a problem created by Nielsen, not by radio. That's yeah, the problem. It's so true. touchy now. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's... everything is so touchy now. Everything is so good. Look, one person now has the power of what, like, 2,000 people used to have. Yeah, it's, uh... it's insane. People can't be trusted but with what power. I just right. Andy, I got... Especially okay. me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Don't, don't, especially don't let Catherine drive the boat. <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. Uh, Andy, I want to run this by you. Get your get your this is fake or this is real instinct cooking. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay. A Missouri woman is accused of accidentally killing her boyfriend as they acted out a movie scene involving a gun only to have the gun go off. Kalesha Marie Peterson of Fulton is charged with second-degree murder and unlawful use of a weapon in the death of David Dalton. Peterson called 911 Thursday night, and officers found Dalton in a bedroom with a gunshot wound to the head. Police say Peterson told investigators that the two were watching a movie and drinking when Dalton suggested they play out a movie scene in, involving a pistol. 
They retrieved a handgun kept in the bedroom to act out the scene, a probable cause statement says, per people. Peterson stated that she had the gun in her hand when the gun discharged. Police say that in addition to drinking, Peterson was taking several prescription medications. And this Mm -hmm. is really cold of of the wire service to throw this in. Police did not identify the movie. Yeah, what movie were they watching? That matters a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Come on. I can't see it. I I can't see it. Yeah, I feel like she just killed him and made something up. Right. Sure seems like it. I don't know. There's been a lot I mean, has anybody here ever played out a movie, a part in a movie with their mate? Not with a gun, especially, no. Even even doing it without a gun. Has anybody done that here? (laughs) Melissa and I play out Rocky all the time. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. But one of the greatest played out scenes from a movie would be the old man, about an 85 year old man auditioning for the play and waiting for Guffman. And he does a scene, are you effing my wife from Robert De Niro and the Raging Bull? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it. You effing my wife? You effing my wife? I'm asking you again. You effing my wife? And it, and Corky turns to everybody else and nods it. Say hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> I love that did you movie. See, did you guys ever see that documentary, the, the Wolf Pack, Mm-mm. of those kids who never left so, their no. house? No. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Though. I so never they only know movie phrases, and the, it, it's a true story. It's, oh. it's on it's on Netflix. It's called mm-hmm. The Wolfpack, and and it's just it's four. I think it's four boys, and they have all have hair down to their waist because they never left the house and never cut their hair, and they only know movie references. <laughs> That's all they know. <laughs> they only know life from movies because their parents oh, never let them out of the house till they were like twenty five. Right. Hmm. Oh. oh, just a quick re-reference to the story of the woman who shot the man. She has a guy haircut. Um, I think she's she's down a few pounds from the 650 she used to be. Uh, <laughs> she is gigantic. Six, this woman's six, big, that's, a, that's a lot of woman. 650 right? is a lot big. of woman, yeah. Although, I, would I swear say, there were some on my flight home. <laughs> well, there you go. And look, I'm not fat shaming a woman. I'm just telling what she looks like. You know, that's, oh, you're fat shaming. No, I'm not. I'm describing what a person looks like. Six, looks like she weighs. 650, they should be shameful. Well, 650 um, is like something is clearly wrong with yeah, their that's a, psyche. That's a psychological disorder. I don't know. Have you ever watched that show, My 600-Pound Life? Yeah, they all had – they they all yeah, either they, were yep. like yeah. – they were molested and were trying to yep. eat their feelings yep. or mm-hmm. or something. someone died and they were trying to eat their feelings. Okay. And there's one more reference to the picture of the woman who shot her boyfriend. She's got a huge booger in her left nose. <laughs> She hell? sounds like a delight. Yeah. <laughs> look on new look on news, Randy. You tell me that's not a booger in her left nose. Okay. All right. Why? Why do you make people <laughs> look at these things? Right. Now I have we to have look. We have to sleep, you know. Only Tom. <laughs> no, people have, I have to sleep. To look. And yes, depending on her height, she's yeah. Oh yeah, she has a bat in the cave. <laughs> she's got a bat in the cave, I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's, lady, no, I'm not believing this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, where's Fulton, Missouri, anyway? Where is that? Was Fulton a know. suburb of one of the, you know, Kansas City or no something? No clue. Fulton, Missouri, Fulton, Missouri. I don't know, but so, I am not buying one bit of that story. Well, not to mention, she said she had the gun in her hand when the gun discharged. Guns That's don't correct. just... <laughs> Go off. No, no, they don't. She had to pull the trigger. I've heard that before. I don't know if it's it's not. I've had a couple guns that have real light triggers. If it's really, yeah, they just go off. Yeah, if you squeeze a little tiny bit, everyone has a safety, right? 
Not every if gun they're made, new, every, yeah. Never made every oh. new gun. Does, yeah, I mean, yeah. if they were if they were playing around with like an 18th century revolver, then maybe it went off by itself. But I have a feeling that's not what what, what went on. I do. Yeah, have, probably I, not. Yeah, I'm guessing she just killed him when she was high or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got we got to cover this next story because it's a pretty big story. But I I kind of went off on my own uh, culture, my own faith, the whole deal. SNL has landed itself in a little holy hot water. Catholic yeah. officials in New York City are demanding the show on NBC apologize after a skit compared the church's sex abuse scandals to allegations against R. Kelly. What do you have to bitch about? What your people did is what R. Kelly did as far as uh, having sex with children. How dare you be outraged by a joke on Saturday Night Live? You covered it up for about five, six decades. I think more than that. I love being Catholic. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> Maybe I'm five sure, I'm sure. centuries. <laughs> but look, I love being Catholic. I went to Catholic school till eighth, till ninth grade, excuse me. I, I love the Catholic culture. A lot of friends of mine are Catholic. I got nothing against Catholicism, but I do have a lot against the nerve these people have to be upset because he, he compared yeah. you to R. Kelly. You're very much like R. Kelly. Jesus, I, I hate being, I hate it when you're mad at your own people. You know well, what I mean? You know, somebody anonymously paid his child support, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, that's what? very yeah. weird. 160 grand. 160 grand anonymously. They didn't say they just, yeah. they just paid it. Nobody said who it was. They just did it anonymously. Very yeah. suspicious. I feel, I feel kind of that's kind of weird. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. I suppose that. But yeah, true. you're right, Tom. The Catholic Church has no reason to be mad at that. You no. Know? Not one bit. And I, and I, how and dare you? Complain? I. Went to the greatest Catholic school ever, St. John's, and I had a great childhood. Twelve years of Catholic school, and yeah, yeah I great. can't. I have nothing bad to say about where I no. went to school. And my Andy my and priests, my priests Catholic were awesome school. people. I mean, all of them were super cool. And so, well, it wasn't every single priest was involved with this. It was you know a and few. I, no. And I was an altar boy, so I would have seen you know yeah you would have heard there was anything going on yeah would have went on with me i was an altar boy from sixth grade to 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 10th grade catholic priests as a group are actually less likely to abuse children than yeah but it's it's the systemic cover-up it's right right that's the problem is the glaring problem since we're on this subject i mean it's all a problem what do you guys think about this whole michael jackson smear right now because now radio stations are pulling his songs yep and and they're still, I mean, I was listening to what Corey Feldman the other day, like, adamantly saying, this is not, this is not who he was. He didn't do it. It's, and the whole, this whole documentary that's sweeping the nation right now is all a testimony of a couple of families that didn't get paid. That wanted, didn't, you know, so I don't know. It's, I'm, I don't want to watch it. I know people, everybody want, is watching it on Netflix. I refuse to watch it. The guy's dead. It can't fix anything. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, he can't defend himself. He can't really get to and, the truth. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. a hit piece. Which, yeah. and, and, I mean, whether I or not it's I don't true. I doubt it. I don't doubt mm. that it happened. But I have doubts. I mean, I'm not 100% sold that Michael Jackson was a child molester. I'm just not. There's no actual proof. Yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of um, people. Corey Feldman has backpedaled now, and he says he did do it. Oh, he has? So, yes. I, he said he... Because I just listened to him yesterday, and he was... Yeah, what I heard is that he watched the documentary, and he mad. won't defend him anymore, but he didn't say that, yes, he did do it. 
Right, he said he can't, what I heard, I just watched him yesterday, he said he can't handle the wave of negativity because he has his own life, but he said it's not true. And, I will tell you, whether, I, I can whether say he did what, it or not, whether he did it or not, I'd like to get a word in, thank you, uh, the parents who let their kid wander off with a guy like him are crazy. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, the guy has had this reputation his whole life, basically. And you let your six, seven-year-old kid wander off with him? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Right? Oh, I agree. Definitely parents. But yeah. you can't take away the guy's talent. No, God, true. tremendously. Well, he was a talented man. Corey Feldman had that show. He had a show, a yeah. reality show. He's not okay. No, he's a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, he's just not okay. He's never been no. okay, though. I think he's got his But own, he's always been a train wreck. I think he's got mental problems himself. So oh, absolutely. Drug problems, all kinds of problems. Yeah, so to start this whole little back-and-forth volley with him yeah. and I Michael just, Jackson, it's, just, it's like, just, whatever. I, I, I just came to the conclusion that... Everything that's selling now is negativity. Mm -hmm. Like, our world's going all negative. That's true. And that's the only thing that makes money anymore is negativity. People are looking for a cause to rally against because I don't know about people outside of my age group, but Cassie, I'm sure when you were in school, all you ever heard about in history was the heroes, you know, fighting evil. That's... Like, right. anytime someone was a good guy, it's because they were fighting against some force of evil. Uh, well, yes and no. There were times where it was reversed, where I made it feel like Americans were. I, it had it, when I was in school, it was that turning point where they started making more uh, Americans look bad versus, you know. And I would always correct my teacher because sometimes they wouldn't even uh, teach history correctly. Well, no, well, they still don't. Very true. And I, my teachers hated me. They hated don't, they me. Don't now, well, they should, they shouldn't be wrong. Then. <laughs> How about that? I'm like, look it up. Tom, you said something earlier, and we we went. Oh, we were, I guess we're on break. Go yep. on break. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm being the floor director here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Okay. The family.